Jesus leaves the safety of his home to deliver a message about life. In this season after Pentecost, may we also leave the safety of our homes to deliver the message of the gospel. That message that Jesus gives is the parable of the sower. Probably the most famous of all the parables, the most well-known, the most studied, the most commented on, even Jesus himself gives an explanation here. So really, what more is there to say? I could kind of end the sermon here and we could just all go out early. But I won't do that. When speaking of parables, we encounter stories that have different levels of meaning. It's never as easy as just one explanation, one metaphor, or one meaning. Because these stories are meant to say something important about the relationship between God and ourselves. And they mean as much now as they did in the first century. I wonder when you have thought about seeds. Maybe you have agonized over thinking about seeds. They are amazing. Inside of that tiny little package is a blueprint for an entire organism, an outline for life, everything that is needed to organize it and direct its growth. You could say that even we as humans start off as tiny seeds. What is an egg but a seed? Life springs up from seeds. It's amazing, how do they even grow? I'm sure that if I had a botanist standing right here, they would say, well, seeds grow due to the process of germination. So what then is germination? Well, says my imaginary botanist, germination is the process by which an organism grows from a seed. And I'm sure there's a legitimate explanation out there, but I will let you Google that on your own. And this parable made me think of how difficult it actually is to grow something from seed. Being the good millennial that I am, I love avocados and avocado toast, and I've tried to sprout so many avocado seeds. I even bought a vase that is specifically formed to hold one seed so that it grows better. It does nothing. Every time I try, the seed will get one little root and it will shrivel and fall to the bottom of the vase. Another time, I was in some kind of healthy Mediterranean diet phase and I bought some dates at the grocery store and they still had the seeds in them. So I looked up how to grow date seeds and I soaked them and planted them and watered them and I waited and waited and waited and nothing happened. Then one day, months later, in a random pot where I had reused potting soil, which I think you're not supposed to do, this one leaf sprouted up and it was about this tall. And I thought, what is that? So I carefully dug it out to see what it was, and lo and behold, it was a date seed that had sprouted months later. I cannot tell you how excited I was. So I put it in its own pot and watered it and put it by the window, and the leaf curled up and died. So maybe the lesson is that I should stop trying to grow things that I buy from the grocery store. But seeds are still difficult, because the thing about them is that all the conditions have to be just right for them to grow. Every need must be met. 
We see that in this parable where seeds scattered on trampled ground don't even have time to grow. Seeds on rocky ground spring up, but they don't have enough to keep them going and they're overwhelmed. Seeds that sprout in thorns are choked and kept from growing. Only seeds on good soil grow to their full potential. I wonder where you see yourself in that metaphor. Do you stifle growth or are you good for growth? That, I think, would be a mistake. To think that we are one thing or another in this parable. Let's face it, if we were all good soil for growth, for the word of God, we wouldn't need to be in church. Parables, again, have layers of meaning, and we inhabit many of these same metaphors simultaneously. And being the complex human that you are, you are all of them. When the sower scatters seeds of the word in your heart, it inevitably lands on different soil at different points in your life. So what is God doing here? As I said in the beginning, this message is about life, and life is tenacious and persistent and regenerative. Life clings to opportunity. Life begins no matter what the outcome, life will find a way. And what God does by scattering these seeds of the word is to bring life to places that don't have it. Take the good soil, for example. It wasn't always good. Looking at this metaphor through 21st century eyes, we know that fertile soil takes thousands of years to develop. It didn't just appear. It's the leftovers of thousands of years of growth and death and decay, the weathering down of mountain ranges, the millions of pathways of rivers and lakes and seas. That good soil wasn't good to begin with. It was made from the refuse of millennia of failed and successful attempts at growth. You too are the product of every single life that has ever lived before you. At some point, a seed fell onto hard ground where there was no soil, no place to root, but it made a way where there was none before. At some point, seed fell onto rocky ground where it could barely hold on, but its roots chipped away at the rocks and made space for others in the future. At some point, seeds began to grow among thorns, being starved of light and nutrients. But those thorns started from seeds too. Thorns, after all, are a defense. And sometimes we have to work around and get past those defenses before we see the light. Isn't it amazing how seeds and the soil go hand in hand? One affects the other, but ultimately, life breaks down what is inhospitable into what is good. I imagine that you can think of your own life here, the places in it that are barren or unforgiving. What will it take to break through? Maybe you are being choked by thorns and defenses of others. How do you find a way through all of that to the light? This gospel message allows us to see outside the forces that withhold support and overwhelm us. The message here reminds us that God scatters the word 
on the good and the bad, so that all may be transformed. The conditions for growth must be cultivated. The needs of people must be met before they can flourish. And that is a real thing in this world. People need food and security and education and safety and a place to call home. Only then can they grow enough to leave that home and spread the message. But the message is still here, waiting to be cared for. How many people outside of this building lack any or all of those things? Far too many. And how many of you have a need for growth that has yet to be filled? The word, the seed, finds its way into every part of your life. And the challenge is making the conditions right for that word to grow. You will certainly fail and kill those seedlings as many times as I have killed plants. But every attempt is one step closer to realizing what God has in store for you. There is no shortage of the word. The sower scatters it everywhere. There are always chances for life to spring up within you and transform the conditions around you. So much of this parable, I think, is about potential. Because what is a seed if not potential? The potential for growth, the potential for flourishing and bearing fruit, the potential for life where there was none. And that potential is planted in each one of us. What God does here is not make, what God does here is not make sure that the word falls on good ground, but that God gives the potential of life everywhere and at all times. And that should be a good message for each of us. Those seeds strewn onto barren land, they still have value. The land still has value. You still have value. Maybe you'll think more about seeds this week and where God is planting the potential for new life in you. Maybe you'll find yourself at a point where your potential is realized and you can go out into the world and spread the message of life and love just as Jesus did. Maybe you'll cut down the thorns that surround you and defy expectations to thrive. But each day, be amazed at the potential with which you were created. God has planted in you the word of life. Care for it, nurture it, create the conditions that will help it prosper and bear fruit. And when you don't, try again, because life is persistent. And the culmination of all our failures is something gentle and conducive to allowing the word to take root. Jesus' parable is a message of life. May each of us welcome this message and live it fully so that the fruit we bear can be nourishment for others. Amen.